Welcome to another episode of Reverse Ambition, a podcast that features those who follow their dreams and passion. My name is Kelsey Cooper, aka The Social Broker, and my next guest is a finance professional by day and a boxing enthusiast by night. He's about to open up, along with his partner, DC's first boutique fitness boxing studio offering music-driven, boxing-inspired group fitness classes featuring high-intense rounds on aqua training bag, functional strength and bodyweight training, heart-pounding playlists. Sounds dope, right? Well, you know, regardless if you are a beginner or a professional boxer, come to this, come to his boxing studio, learn how to box, enjoy uh, boxing, and enjoy the other young professionals within his community, within his studio. Please welcome Mr. Reggie Smith. What's up, brother? <laughs> What's good, man? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good, man. Thank you. Thank you for uh, being being another a guest on Reverse Ambition. You know your story is amazing. Yeah, and no, thank you for thinking of me, man. Like I'm, I'm honored that you uh, that you would reach out uh, for this, man. So, so thank you as well. Yeah, man. What you do is an inspiration for this podcast, man. Someone who pretty much you know, did something all their lives and now they're going to take a leap of faith and bet on themselves, you know? Uh, so, you know, without further ado, you know, walk me through your journey, man. Take us through your journey in terms of where you went to school and where you grew up so the people know your background and then we'll eventually get to where you are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm from I'm from the D.C. area. Um, went to Howard undergrad um graduated moved down to houston for a few years um why you went to houston yeah (laughs) so i was working uh when i graduated i worked for enron and so i was at enron right before they blew up uh and then when that happened i moved to new york um and started working in sales and trading um at jp morgan and so I traded stocks for a couple of years um, and then kind of pivoted and moved into uh, research, um, stock research. And so I've been doing stock research for the last uh, 12, 13 years or so um, at J.P. Morgan in New York. Okay. Um, but, yeah, about a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, I left New York and moved back to D.C. Um, and now I work remotely for J.P. Morgan still, same role, uh, but I do it from home. And um, I basically made the move so that I could launch and open my own uh, boutique boxing gym. Wow. So before you, uh, how was New York? And then, you know, how was your experience at J.P. Morgan? And why did you transition into, you know, more research as opposed to, you know, trading stocks yeah. or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so I mean, New York is is dope. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know that we used to we used to hang out together back in the day. So New York is is great. Um, but no, so when I started, you know, it's funny, man. I was um, so you know, I graduated from college, and I, I had this vision of kind of what I thought Wall Street was like, and it was based on kind of movies, so like Boiler Room and Wall Street, and and um. You know, I kind of moved up there right after the tech bubble and all that stuff. And so, like, this whole notion and idea of, like, day trading was really hot. And it's like, oh, wow, you go work on Wall Street and you'll be day trading and you'll, 
you know, you'll be buying stocks and selling stocks, this and that. And when I got there, I realized that um, at least in the role that I was in, we weren't so much like buying and selling stocks uh, for our own account. We were executing orders for other people. And so like, it wasn't nearly as exciting as they make it out in the movies. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to get I wanted to do something that was more on the, you know, kind of idea generation side. So like rather than just like executing someone else's order, I wanted to, to be the one that was like saying, all right, I want to buy this stock and I want to sell this stock. And so moving into research allowed me to kind of get closer to that. And so like, you know, in research, you basically analyze companies, analyze trading patterns and, and give recommendations on stocks. So, you know, we want to buy this stock or we want to sell this stock. And so, um, that to me was more exciting than just executing um, an order. Like the analogy I would use, it's almost like, you know, if you're a trader, it's like you're taking orders at the front of like McDonald's. And so somebody comes and they want a Big Mac, you give them a Big Mac. Um, I think of research as kind of being more like a chef and you're coming up with the Big Mac or the McRib or, you know, some other new um, item. And so, like, to me, that was more exciting than, than just kind of taking orders in the front of the house. Okay. All right. All right. Chef, Chef Smith. <laughs> so, um, so what inspired you to, like, you know, move to D.C. and what, you know, after how long were you in New York? Yeah, I was in New York, man, I think. 15 years maybe wow so you was doing research you were doing research or trading stock for 15 years yeah in new york yeah and and now you're back in dc uh yeah working remotely by the way by the way that don't happen to any anybody how the hell you were (laughs) able to pull that off i don't know man i tip well or something I, i don't know no um i guess we'll get into it but but um I was just able to kind of, kind of work that, work that out. I think, you know, part of it was the fact that I had been doing what I've been doing for so long and, and, um, you know, I do it fairly well. And so they were comfortable with me leaving New York city and still doing it and being able to, to, um, you know, to deliver a quality product from home. I mean, like in, in reality with the way telecommunications works these days, like you could pretty much do, most anything remotely um and companies are are, are increasingly kind of embracing that um there's almost like a benefit to work in there so i think you know part of it was uh was that so, te- so i was gonna say go technically ahead, you like you basically left your job but still getting a check <laughs> you yeah. know working remotely yeah. like that's any yeah. that's every entrepreneur's dream you know where yeah. oh i'm gonna go do my thing i'm gonna do your thing as well so still pay me while I still do my thing. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's no. genius, bro. It would, no, I'll, I'll be, I'll be straight up with you. Like it would be hard to do this um, without having a job because this, this process um, of launching this gym, this has been over a two year process of kind of getting this thing going. And so like, um, if I'd have quit my job two years ago, like I'd, I'd be eating bologna and, and, ramen noodles and stuff like that. So now nah, it, it definitely, um, it's, it's an ideal scenario, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you this, man. And we were talking about it the other day. Like it's, it's hard to juggle, you know, a full-time job, um, and 
entrepreneurship and and, and I'll, I'll take it one step further like um not to kind of glorify wall street but like we don't work typical hours and so like a standard day for us isn't eight hours it's 12 hours it's you know sometimes 16 hours and so um you know it's not like i have a nine to five and then can kind of work on uh boom box on the side it's it's um it's a grind man and 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 i've got <laughs> i got the great heads to show for it over right. the last year and a half trying to trying to juggle the two um but yeah to your point you know having that income while you launch your business is um yeah like that's that's the dream scenario that's ideal actually that don't happen often so what inspired you okay you've been doing finance for like 15 plus years what inspired you to like open up a boxing gym bro like what what where that came from yeah right <laughs> like, um, you, you got stressed out yeah, <laughs> the job yeah, <laughs> yeah, trying to find know. somebody to beat up on or something <laughs> Dude, let me tell you man so so i mean i think you know just culturally you know if you work in finance in new york like it's filled with kind of like a type personalities right so everybody there you know is there for a reason like because they excelled you know somewhere you know in life either that or they 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 know somebody to put them on. Um, I didn't fall into that latter category. So like, you know, I've always been kind of um, ambitious and, and things like that. And so, you know, when I finished business school back in 2012, um, you know, I'm like, all right, so what am I going to do now? Like I need a, a new challenge. And so, you know, I'd always been a fan of boxing. And so I started boxing and, you know, when I started, it was hard, you know, I was terrible. And that kind of kept me coming back. And so it got to the point, you know, where like I'm training four or five nights a week, uh, two or three hours a night. Um, and I would bring all of my equipment to work. And so I'm walking into JP Morgan headquarters with like boxing gloves and headgear, mouthpiece. And like my coworkers are looking at me like, yo, this dude is crazy. Like, like what's going <laughs> on? Um, and so that went on for like years. And, um, let me, long story short, um, I, I met a few people in New York that owned kickboxing studios. And, um, you know, it, it really opened my eyes up to like the business opportunity behind the martial arts. And so um, what I noticed was that whenever I would come home to visit my family, there weren't any like boxing studios or kickboxing studios, um, or there weren't many in DC. And so it's like, I look at New York and there's one on, you know, damn near every corner and I come down to DC and there's like one in the city and, and the service there is kind of shoddy and it's not really clean. I'm like, all right, I can take this idea and do it down here in DC. And so like, if it works in New York, it'll work in DC. Um, and so that was kind of the impetus for, 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 for doing this uh, in general. And then obviously, you know, like if you've been on the job as long as I have, it's just, you know, at some point you start thinking about, all right, like what's next? Right. Um, and so that's kind of how I, how I landed on, uh, how this kind of came, came, came to. So you didn't see yourself, you know, future like VP president and JP Morgan, you were like, you know, finance is not my future. Boxing is. You didn't see yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I think I decided years ago that like I wasn't interested in like being, 
you know, you know, I don't want to say a career because I, I pretty much am a career finance guy, but like, you know, I didn't see myself being 60 doing the same thing. Like that mm. just wasn't, you know, I, I couldn't imagine going to work and analyzing stocks for the next 20 or 30 years. And so, you know, funny enough, like when I was in business school, I took an entrepreneurship class. And so like I always knew. Where did you go to business school, by the way? Yes, yeah, so I went to Columbia. Oh, um, Ivy. Went to Cl- Okay. Uptown, Uptown. You, you call it Ivy, I call it Uptown. Whatever, brother. Humility will get you uh, nowhere, bro. Own that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, but no, so I took an entrepreneurship class, and um, I'm going to tell you, man, like, you know, going into it, I had this view that, like, to be an entrepreneur, you had to come up with some, some amazing new, you know, concept or, or business idea. And that class really showed me that like there's uh there's money to be made in like mundane businesses. And so like you don't have to invent a Facebook to start a company. Like there's there's things there's other things you can do. Um you could buy existing companies or you could buy or you could open a boxing gym. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't have to be some novel idea. Um but saying all that, you, you know, I I took the class and I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know, you know, how that would manifest. Um and so yeah, I mean, it, running my own thing was was always kind of a goal. If, if that was the, uh, you know, that's the question. You just had to find what were you were passionate about to to invest your all exactly. in. Exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, so all right, so you miraculously kept your job, moved to DC to open up, you know, this gym. Walk me through the process in terms of where did you start in terms of uh, identifying location. You know, yeah. did you put together a business plan, all that good stuff? Uh, you yeah. know, financing, all that. You yeah, know, yeah. Walk me through your so process. Started, yeah. So no, um, you know, it started as an idea. Me and um, I got a business partner, um, Angela. Good friends. We've been friends for years, and uh, she lived in D.C. And we used to work out together whenever I would come home uh, to D.C. or whatever. So we. You know, we had this fitness connection, um, but we were. Why you chose we her out. specifically, though? You work out with other people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, it, it's it's funny, man. So it wasn't. Um, so we were just talking one day, and like we, you know, we both. She works in in, in finance as well. She's a consultant, and like um, we were talking. We worked out. We were talking about like. Um, you know, kind of being sick of our jobs, right? And so mm. um, I think, again, like we both, you know, had this passion for fitness and, um, you know, the idea of like opening uh, a boxing studio kind of, we were kicking that idea around. This was two, more than two years ago. And, um, you know, at that point, we, we weren't really sure what the concept would be. And, and uh, we actually considered doing a franchise, Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we looked at that process and, and we considered the cost of like basically buying someone else's name and then giving them a residual. And, you know, we decided that, you know, let's just create our own brand and, and do our own thing and not give a residual and, and, you know, kind of rock out like that. Now, the funny thing is at the time we didn't have a name or even really a concept, but we just started going down that, that road. And, um, you know, I guess a few months after that, I came up with the name Boombox and, you know, we kind of built it, you know, we, we built our marketing plan and, and how we wanted to deliver this thing. Um, and, you know, for the next 
you know, year or so, like we traveled all over the country, went to London and just basically researched and experienced and tested out different boxing studios. This is you and your and, business partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, if you know me, anytime anytime I travel, like I'm 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 traveling with my boxing gloves. I'm gonna find a boxing gym, a kickboxing gym or something in whatever city I go to. Um and so for a year, you know, we, we basically did that and uh, you know, kind of refined our concept and um from there, you know, I moved to DC and at that point we hadn't nailed down a location. Um, the location process is probably a nine month process and we looked at 10 or 15 different spots and for different reasons the deals didn't didn't go through um we we actually we ended up uh finding a great spot over in the navy yard here in dc um and you know it was a great deal um good 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 landlord partner and yeah it was it was kind of one of those it was really like a sweetheart deal like it was it was pretty amazing um the deal we were able to negotiate and so from there, we, we, we secured the lease, uh, and we started our build-out on the space in December. And so uh, January, we, we, we launched our marketing campaign, and we've been, you know, hitting social media and, um, you know, working through this build-out, targeting a late May uh, launch. And so that's you know, that's the process that we that we went through. Okay. You, you asked about, uh, you know, a business plan, and... Um, I, I did write one. Um, the funny thing is that, like, you know, if you're, I wrote it less. Most people write a business plan so they can raise money. Um, you know, we were going to do this with our own money, and so like our business plan was more a plan of direction. You know, so it wasn't like we were we were trying to sell ourselves to potential investors, but it was more just kind of mapping out our our strategy and our approach and how we're going to target the market. And so we, we definitely wrote a business plan. Um, yeah. So how are things well, going in line with your business plan? Is it exactly yeah. what you, as you guys anticipated? Yeah. So let me see. Uh, the concept, you know, obviously, you know, boxing for fitness is a concept and that, that hasn't changed, but we've definitely kind of tweaked the delivery and the experience um, as we've, uh, tested and tinkered with different things. And so like, um, you know, the base business is, is, is obviously boxing for fitness, but we've, uh, we've kind of pivoted more towards a music driven boxing experience. Um, and I'd say that's in the last probably three or four months, uh, as we've gotten closer to, to kind of open it up. Um, as far as the other things, man, it's, it's been an expensive <laughs> ride. Like, um, you know, it, it costs a lot to build out space and, um, you so, know, and like you guys high. are self-financing. Yeah. 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 Like it's, uh, it's the ultimate bet, man. Like that's like, you know, I tell folks, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say, I mean, I tell people this is, you know, I've bought stocks and things like that, but this is the biggest bet I've ever made, um, in life, you know, like, wow. <laughs> The, the amount of money that, that we're putting into it. Um, and I joke, I'm like, look, either, you know, either we do really well or we got a great story to tell. In the, <laughs> line. You know what I'm saying? Either way, you know, it's going to be, it'll be, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a hell of a, hell of a story to tell. Basically putting your life savings and stuff in. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if it don't work, I gotta, I gotta keep doing this stock thing for. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, for, still you know, got that to fall back on. Yeah, but no, it's it's gonna work, man. I think what what we what we're building is uh, is gonna resonate with folks, and um, yeah, when you see it, you're gonna be like, oh, you know, all right, I see it, I get it, I get it. Right, right, right. So, uh, you say you guys are are getting ready to launch in like May. So, how are things going? You know, keeping a a full time, you know, job in finance, of course, and get building everything out. How are you able to balance both? You know. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's tough, man. I, it's uh, it's it's definitely hard. I mean, you've gotta you gotta divide and conquer and delegate. You know, and so like, um, I've been kind of managing the construction, um, build out. And she's been, you know, kind of managing like our um, execution of like hiring trainers and training those trainers and, and um, you know, dealing with um, the software company is going to it's going to give us our software that we're going to be running in the in the studio and things like that. So it's it's a matter of, uh, you know, divide and conquer. We got someone that's running our social media like you, you can't. Um, you know, if you're going to be a consumer facing brand like you just can't do it all yourself there's too many different roles that need different skills and so like delegation and you know just kind of divide and conquer and then trusting it that you know you got good people on your team that'll that can execute and deliver um you know on on what they need to do right so you your business partners been pulling our way huh oh no question man like it's it's um and it's funny because like like I'm a finance guy, but like I'm I'm actually like a creative caught in, in, in trapped in a in the body of a suit, right? Mm. So like all of the, the the creative ideas I come up with, and like she's the one that like puts them into practice, you know. And so, um, you know, with her kind of consulting background, it's like all right, we're gonna we're gonna put some processes around A, B, and C, and and you know, putting structure in place and like i'm just kind of running around like, oh we'll do this we can do this we can do this and this is a, this is how we're going to market it and right yada, yada, yada. so we got you know we got good synergy that way um yeah so like you know going back to you know when you chose you know we thinking about choosing a partner like i didn't even realize this i kind of just lucked into the fact that like our skill sets um complement each other us. yeah yeah it was it was it was you know, kind of fluky, but it, it it works. Right, right. So if you had to do it all over again, start off from school, would you still do finance or would you do something geared towards entrepreneur or something that you you say you were creative, more creative? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't change a thing. Like it, like everything that I've experienced to this point has prepared me for this. You know what I'm saying? And so like, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change a thing from going to Enron and and that blowing up to working on Wall Street to business school to the people I met in New York. Um, like it, it, it all, it, it all prepared me for this moment. Um, so now I, I would, I would still do it. Right. All right. So one more question. Like, what advice would you give anyone who is looking to to take a leap of faith and follow their dreams and passion? Yeah. Um, so one, I mean, I mean, the first thing is kind of identifying that passion. And so like, don't, 
you know, obviously we graduate from school and you got to get a job, but, but don't get so sucked into your job that you forget to kind of live and experience life. Right. And so, you know, I was able to kind of find boxing and, and fell in love with it. Like, so you gotta, you gotta find that balance in, in your, your day to day so that you're not just, you know, a corporate drone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, once you, once you get that, um, you know, that'll be a great outlet for life anyway, even if you don't become an entrepreneur. But what I tell I got a nephew that's uh, like 24 years old and, you know, I, I tell him, it's like, look, man, save your money. You know what I'm saying? Number one, you know, if you're making a hundred grand, act like you're making 80 grand and save that 20. Right. And so I was able to save money over the years that allowed me to take this, you know, kind of leap of faith. And so, you know, if you're, if you're living right at your, your means, it's kind of hard to take a chance. And so go ahead and sacrifice a little bit, early on so that you can have this nest egg to, to kind of play around with later on. Um, so that would be number two. Um, and then number three, you know, to the extent that you can kind of, you know, start it out small scale and not quit your, your, your full-time job, keeping that, that, that steady income um, is comforting while you're trying to build whatever it is you're building, man. And so, I mean, I think those would be the three things that I would, uh, would, would would say to people so first thing make sure you do something you're passionate about second second is save your money yeah and the third thing you know keep your full-time job as long as you possibly can while pursuing your entrepreneurial endeavor look at that man you said it in 10 seconds it took me like two minutes <laughs> <laughs> hey i was just summarizing man i'm the professional yeah. here yeah Yo, man. Yo, listen, that's been great advice, bro. Um, been great talking to you. We've been talking about 25 minutes now. Uh, anything else you want to add on to your experience? Like, you're supposed to, like, launch. Um, first of all, what is the official name of your company? We didn't even, we talked around. Yeah, that's, we, we, that's what we should have started, man. You know so, what I'm saying? I'm sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, that's the, that's the best part. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, so the boxing gym is called Boombox. Um, and, like, it's basically a homage to, like, old school hip-hop um boom box is music and boxing and so like the image that i had in my head when i thought of it was uh, kind of radio raheem from do the right thing you know so uh if you see our marketing it's very heavy on like boom box radios and kango hats and gold chains um but the concept is basically music and boxing um boom box oh that's dope that's dope and your target audience is uh, is uh yeah so it's it's everybody i mean if you're um you know young professionals is, is kind of where we're uh where we're targeting but you know our mission is basically to bring the health and, and wellness benefits of boxing to the masses and so you know historically you'd have to join like a gritty boxing gym to kind of get that um you know get that experience and it can be intimidating. You walk into a gym, you got pro fighters in there. I know definitely in New York, I experienced that. Uh, and so we wanted to make, uh, create a safe space for folks to go and kind of learn boxing and do it in a, in a non-judgmental way um, and, you know, reap the, the health benefits. Um, you know, you look at boxers and most of them are very lean, um, you know, great cardio, uh, all that stuff. And so like, we want to, you know, give that to people um, and make that available to folks. Okay. Okay. So you basically want people like you pretty much, you know, was working ridiculous hours on your job 
and then you they were looking for an outlet you know to to relieve that stress you found boxing you know absolutely you were yeah. horrible at first and then you keep going at it <laughs> and then you became good now you're about to open up your damn boxing gym that's yeah. so basically you want yeah. like a you know, b- bunch of copies of you bro as your <laughs> customers <laughs> yeah no it's um yeah you kind of alluded to it too but like um if you've never like hit a heavy bag at the end of the day, like, it's just, it's a great release, man. Like, it, it really is. Like, just to, you know, you had a long day, and you just want to go in and listen to some dope music and just, like, beat on the heavy bag. And and then when you're done, you just leave, and you go home, and you eat. And it just, it, it's a great outlet. And so, you know, when we talk about the health benefits, it's, you know, obviously the, the fitness, the strength, the toning, uh, the fat loss, but also, like, the mental... Um, toughness. Release, like we, yeah, well, mental toughness, but also that, that release, because we spend... I mean, we got stressful lives, right? Um, and, and and for 50 minutes, you can kind of zone out and just vibe out with the music and and um, you know release some of that tension and frustration, which is which is important. Listen, I think you're gonna get a lot of customers because you know we all get stressed out on a nine to five job uh, because we're working with somebody else and 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 they're they're pushing us to make the money, so we all crying. So we need that outlet. So I, I look forward to uh, boom boxing, bro. You know, yo. In fact, here's the thing. Here's my challenge to you. I want to train you, man. I want to teach you. <laughs> yeah, I've been going to the gym, you know. So you know, I'm down. I'm down. Listen, I, I can get you right, man. I get you right. We'll, we'll, we'll chronicle it and document it on social media. I'm oh, that'll be make dope. The next. Listen, you could be the next great Instagram boxer. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my word i'll take it with the footwork and everything bro all that man. i got you okay because i see i see some instagram videos you know shaking and jiving and all that yeah man listen listen i got you bro all right cool I'm about, to, I'm about to have you you're gonna be crushing it man all right yo y'all heard it y'all heard it so gonna <laughs> be a part two of this part two of reverse ambition me from a podcaster to a boxer <laughs> my man <laughs> all right bro we appreciate your time thank you for sharing your story and sharing your journey i'm sure my listeners will be inspired and you know good luck with uh boom boxing bro i think it'll do extremely well yo and before i go i gotta plug it um check us out We're on instagram at boombox hyphen boxing um sorry boombox underscore boxing uh, the website is boombox-boxing.com. Um, check us out. If you're in D.C., drop in, say what's up, tell me you heard the podcast. Um, we'll give you a free class or something like that. But come through, holler at us. All right. Appreciate it, bro. All right, man. All right. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you all for tuning into Reverse Ambition Podcast. It is really a pleasure sharing these amazing journeys with you. It may take some time for you to find your purpose and realize your dreams or for your purpose and dreams to find you. When it happens, don't be afraid to pursue them. Be more afraid if you don't. Trust God, trust your journey, and most important, trust yourself and it will all work out. Until next time, I am Kelsey Cooper, The Social Broker. Thanks again for listening.